0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production, now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Let's Do Life with Autumn Calabrese. I am fitness and nutrition expert Autumn Calabrese, and today we are talking about what fitness has taught me. Um, I think a lot of people probably assume the main reason I work out is to look good or to feel good, but I I think majority of people probably assume the main reason. I work out or the main reason a lot of people work out is to look good in their clothing and or to feel good naked or whatever it might be. But for me, that's actually not at all ever been my main reason for exercising. And if I go back, really far back, back to my childhood even, I could tell you this. I was always a super energetic kid and a super active kid. I didn't really play a lot of team sports, but I never sat still. So, the very first thing that that sort of fitness or exercise taught me was just to have fun with movement. When I was a kid, my cousins and I, god, we played everything. We played hide and seek and we played freeze tag and TV tag and we rode our bikes around the neighborhood that we lived in and we played at the playground and Uh, We, you know, we played pool games at the neighborhood pool. And so I just loved being active. It, It was my fun time, I think, as it is for most kids or as it was for most kids. I'm a child of the 80s, born in 1980. And, you know, at that time, yes, we had TV and video games were just barely starting to become a thing. But really, you know, for kids to have fun, we got outside. We played. Uh, we interacted with each other. We moved. It's a very different time now um, with with what our kids have at their disposal with TVs and Apple TV and smartphones and laptops and iPads and video games galore. And, you know, trying to get your kid up off their butt is just like next to impossible. I've even noticed with with everything going on in the world, with the pandemic going on, Dominic is typically an insanely active kid like I was, skateboarding for hours, bike riding for hours, swimming for hours. But now that we're sort of stuck at home, can't really go to the parks, can't really do the things that he used to do, all of a sudden it's getting a lot harder to get him off of the electronics. But when I do I see that fun in his eyes like I see that spark come back when we get outside And we get in the pool or we get on the trampoline or we go for a bike ride. So For me the very first thing That I learned from from being physically active was just that movement is fun That it really can be fun and I say it all the time that um that your fitness routine has to be fun. You have to find some sort of fun in it. It doesn't mean it'll be easy. It doesn't mean it won't challenge you, but it does mean that you have to find the fun in it because if it's not fun, you won't stick with it. And the only way to get results, to be healthy, is to be consistent. So you have to find some sort of enjoyment in it. And for me, that the, the next thing that sort of came in terms of movement for me was, believe it or not, it wasn't dance. Um, Dance came a little bit later for me. I started taking karate with my older brother, with Bobby. So I think I took karate for maybe a year and a half. Um, Bobby went all the way. Bobby became a black belt and a teacher and everything. But I took it for about a year and a half when I was like 10 years old with my brother. And even that was really fun. And through that year and a half of karate i started to learn the basics of discipline so that form of fitness that form of exercise was teaching me discipline showing up to a class showing up on time having my gi my uniform ready to go uh paying attention to the teacher memorizing the the moves um in order to test at least at our karate studio we would get like booklets of all the moves we were going to be tested on and exactly like the step-by-step sequence. And not only did you have to perform it, like did you have to be able to go through the movements, you had to be able to say what they were step-by-step. So I remember Bobby and I like sitting in our toy room, like and him testing me on it and like, say it again, what is it Autumn? And then like running the movements with me and getting into class and and really having to be focused, but all the while having fun. I mean, I was like learning cool moves and I was with my big brother and it was fun. I loved it. So not only did it teach me how to have fun, it it started through karate. That started to teach me discipline. And then came dance. And oh my gosh, all of the life lessons, I feel like, came from dance. Or, Or a lot of them anyways. So... With dance, obviously, the fun was there. I loved it. Oh my gosh, I couldn't wait to go to dance class. Like, in fact, if I was sick in grade school and high school, I would lie about being sick and go to school just so I didn't have to miss dance class because that's how much fun it was to me. Like, I love putting the music on and the lyrics and feeling the beat and that music was so loud in your ears and you just didn't have any cares in the world. And it was just me and my classmates and like cheer each other on and go across the floor and learn the dance. Um, But also again, discipline was coming into play because I loved dance so much. I wanted to be a competitive dancer and I actually started dance really late For somebody who wanted to be a competitive dancer, I didn't get to start dancing until I was 13 years old I actually talk about this in my new book. That's coming out lose weight like crazy Even if you have a crazy life because I I had a pretty severe injury when I was five years old We didn't know if I was going to walk again Um, and because of that my parents made me wait a really long time until I was able to sign up for dance class so I took my first dance class when I was 13 all the other girls had been dancing since they were like three, four, five years old. I mean, they had 10, 12, 13 years of dance experience on me. And um, and I needed I needed to be at their level to make that dance team. So I was learning discipline, show up to that dance class, give it all I had, ask that dance teacher, could I come help? Could I assist with the younger kids? What else could I do to get better faster? Going home practicing for hours. I would torture my family because I would dance all over the house. I would dance around the kitchen and the living room and they would always be like, Autumn, will you stop? Get out of the way. But for me, it was so much fun, like I said, and I was so determined to make that competition team that I was going to do everything I possibly could. I was never going to miss a dance class. I actually got a job when I was 14 years old, lied about my age, Said that I was 16 because I was getting, <laughs> don't do this at home kids, but I did, you know, different time. Um, I wanted a job at the local grocery store and the baggers made one hourly rate and the cashiers made a higher hourly rate. But you had to be 16 to be a cashier. Well, I was only 14, but I was trying to make money to pay for my dance classes. So I lied about my age. And I said I was 16, and it like I said, it was like a little local grocery store, and I got hired as a cashier, so uh, I was able to make a little bit extra money so that I had more to pay for my dance classes because I paid for a lot of my own dance classes, even from the time I was 14 all the way through high school, all the way through college, just because my family went through a really hard financial time. My brother and sister were in a private school. My dad was trying to pay for that. Bobby was taking karate lessons. My sister was on the crew team and I was the competitive dancer and I was, my dad could only afford so many lessons for me a week. I think it was like two a week, but I had to take four or five a week in order to even be considered for the competition team because I had to take jazz class a couple times a week and I had to take ballet class a couple times a week. So... Um, in addition to the fun that I was having and the fun that I was learning through movement and the discipline that I was learning through movement, I even really started to learn financial skills in order to pay for those dance classes. I had to budget my money. I had to learn to work within what I could afford. That's why I, one other reason I started offering to help assistant teach to see if I could get a little discount on my classes. So I was really learning a work ethic through dance class as well uh in in addition to my discipline and my fun. So you guys can see really quickly how um you can look at fitness as one thing and one thing only like oh I'm just doing this to improve the way my body looks. But for me there were so many things I was learning all along the way that got me actually to where I am now, where I am today. And I wouldn't have known it at the time, but I can look back and be like, wow, there was so many things that I learned uh, on my journey. You guys, my son Dominic has been riding horses for the last year and he loves it. The other day I was watching him at his lesson. He said, mom, I wish you would learn to ride with me. So secretly, I don't want to tell him yet, but secretly I'm going to learn to ride a horse this summer. And I'm very excited to learn to ride a horse. But let me tell y'all, I was watching him ride and that ring was hot. Like the sun was beating down on him. So while I'm excited to learn to horseback ride... I don't want to smell like the horse when I get off of it. Okay? So I will be using my each and every natural deodorant. Yep, it's natural. And yep, it actually does work. I think it's actually like the only natural deodorant I've ever tried that can really hold up in this summer heat. You guys, it's gentle. It's just made with six simple, safe ingredients, so I feel really good about it. The scent isn't overwhelming. It's actually gender-neutral, which is really cool. It's great for sensitive skin, if you have any issues with that. It's vegan. It's cruelty-free. Even the packaging is sustainably made, which is so awesome. You guys, you got to check it out. I'm telling you natural is the way to go. You want to take care of your body. You're being active. You're doing things that are good for your health. You got to put healthy things onto your body as well. And I have a special deal just for my listeners. It's 30% off your first purchase. So you are going to visit each and com slash autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, and then use promo code 30autumn. So 30 autumn so three zero. Autumn. You guys don't wait. Get your 30% off now because it is only getting hotter outside. Again, you're gonna go to eachandevery.com slash autumn and use promo code 30 autumn. And another one, another thing that fitness has taught me, it's to use it's to use movement. Not just for my physical well being, but for my mental and my emotional well being as well. I say it all the time. I say, good day, bad day, work it out. You've probably heard me say this a bunch if you've done any of my fitness programs. Good day, bad day, work it out. On good days, we work it out. On bad days, we work it out harder. But it, I used to say, good days, bad days, dance it out because it was the same thing. There was a lot of, well, there was a lot of shit in my childhood, you guys, okay? Like, my dad was a single dad raising 3 kids with no real help. He was running a restaurant that he owned, um that we lived upstairs from, uh, like by himself basically. I mean, yes, he had employees, but um you know, he was doing all of that. My dad is a very strict Italian dad, so there was a lot there. Uh I was picked on a lot as a kid. So there was a lot emotionally that went on in grade school and high school and in grade school and high school I really used dance to help with those with those tough times it was like that was my escape and I'm I'm referencing dance because at the time dance was my form of exercise I you know at 13 14 15 16 I didn't have a gym membership I wasn't going to a gym to work out but I was Taking my dance classes—that was my form of exercise—and I didn't look at it as like this is my form of exercise. To me, I looked at it as this is my form of fun, this is my passion. But obviously, you know, still getting a very good workout in, dancing several hours a week. Uh, but for me, I was using it also, like I said, for for my mental well-being and my and my emotional well-being because uh, I think I was thirteen or fourteen when I had my first anxiety attack, hit me out of nowhere for no good reason. Like I remember I was sitting on the couch one day and it was just this insane, overwhelming feeling, um, of panic of adrenaline rushing through my body of fear, but I didn't know why it was just, it was such a, just such an overwhelming feeling. And, uh, like, I felt like I had to run. I remember like running up and down the stairs in my house. I felt like I had to, I had to move. I had to move. I had to move. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, and it took me years before I realized that that's what it was, that I was having like anxiety and panic attacks, but they all like, it always felt better if I was moving. If I was, like I said, running up and down the stairs or go out in the backyard and play, or when I went to a dance class. So I learned very quickly that movement can help keep me focused, that it can help. I wouldn't have said this at 13 and 14, but keep me focused, manage my stress and manage my anxiety. And, um, obviously here I am much later doing the job that I do. And, and I'll talk more about how this stuff comes into play, but yeah, Teaching me fun, teaching me discipline, teaching me, you know, my financial skills and, and work ethic and money management and um to use movement to deal with my stress and my anxiety. Uh it, it later on, I guess, is when I started to learn that if you choose to do the hard choice, it pays off. It's easy to sit around it's easy to do nothing. It's easy to eat the bad food. But when you put in the work, when you're tired, when you're not in the mood, when you're sore, um, that that's what pays off. And that taught me to put in the work to achieve anything I want to. And that really started to come into play when I was a fitness competitor. So I think I was 33 the first time I competed. And... I prepped for that competition for six months, training anywhere from one to three hours a day, six days a week while working 14 hour days, uh, as a personal trainer and taking care of my three year old son. Oh uh, no, Don would not have been three if I was 33. I think he was four and a half or five kind of as I went through that time. Um, but the bottom line is, is my schedule was insane And if you want to take that stage and you want to be a true competitor, you want to get up there and actually compete with the best of the best. You have to put the work in when you're tired. You have to put the work in when you're not in the mood. You have to put the work in when you're sore. You have to choose to do the hard choice because it would be easy to give up at any given moment and say, ah, screw it. I'm just not going to compete like, or, oh, I'll just wait and bump my competition back. You can always make an excuse. But for me, if, if the goal is big enough and, and getting on that stage and competing with the best of the best, that goal was big enough, I was going to choose to do the hard. And you guys, that choice is not an easy choice. Like when your body hurts, when you feel like you've been hit by a truck when you're so tired that you can't even think straight and you gotta get that last workout in before you can go to bed, that's a hard choice when you're hungry, when everybody else is having cocktails and donuts and dessert and things like that and you're eating chicken and broccoli, that is not an easy choice. Now, I'm at a place in my life now where there's definitely (laughs) balance and I can have the cocktail and I can have the dessert and things like that, but as a fitness competitor, Um, I really started to learn to do the hard no matter what. And that if you do, it will pay off. Because, listen, persistence is going to beat talent when talent doesn't want to work. Okay? Um, and, And there are people that are more talented. But if they're not willing to put it in the work and you are... You might be a little less talented, but if you're willing to put in that much more work than them You're gonna beat them and I remember training one day I was in the gym and I was in doing one of my long training sessions It's probably a good hour and a half hour and 45 minutes with my coach and I was deep in it and my muscles were Burning and I was hungry and I was tired because it was time to eat my session was almost over and um my coach asked me to do something and I just gave him like this dagger look because I just didn't want to do it. I was that tired. And uh, he stopped me dead in my tracks and he said, Autumn, for every rep you put in, there's another girl out there willing to put in one more. So what are you going to do? And instantly my competitive nature kicked in and I was like, oh hell no, nobody is going to outwork me. Because again, I had learned my work ethic at a very young age to make that competition team, to pay for those dance lessons. So that work ethic got instilled in me in a very young age. Now you might be in a different place in your life. Maybe you're working on your work ethic right now, but for me, it was instilled in me. So as soon as somebody brought it to my attention in that manner, that somebody else might outwork me, that they might out-train me, I was like, not on my watch and Boom, like I went to town on that workout, finished it, and then I went and got my meal, and then I had my break. And it was like, OK, so so fitness taught me to do the hard things, um, which I so appreciate, because here I am at a point in my career where I love everything that I do, but I do a lot, And I love that I do a lot. But there are days like right now, I can tell you guys, I'm sitting here recording this podcast. And I'm so excited to be recording it for you guys. Like this was a topic I really wanted to talk about, about all the things that fitness has taught me, but it's late. It's after six o'clock, the night before my podcast is due and I'm exhausted. And all I wanted to do was like plop down on my couch and watch TV. But my goal is to inspire others. My goal is to put out products that help people change their lives for the better and I can't do that if I'm being lazy, if I'm not making the hard choice sometimes. And sometimes the hard choice is just, hey, Autumn, get off your butt and go record your podcast. <laughs> then that's what I have to do. Um, so, you know, here we are and that's what we're doing. And, and now that I'm doing it, by the way, you guys, I'll say this. Once you get into it, whatever it is, once you get into it, I think more often than not, you're you end up feeling better that you did and you end up. Doing something great, so whether it's your workout and you're tired and you don't want to do it, when you don't do it, that's when you feel like crap. That's when you're like mad at yourself for not doing it. And you're like, I should have just got it done. Um, had I not recorded this podcast today and been like, oh well, I guess there's just not going to be a new one going up this week. Like, no, I would have been mad at myself for not getting it done. When you do, when you get up and get it done, that's when you're like yes, that's the victory. That's the thing to celebrate. It's not about the number on the scale. It's not about like whether or not you have the six pack abs. It's did you put in the work? I read a quote the other day that it said, um, trophies are earned during training. You just pick them up during competition. And I love that. I love that quote. It's so, so true. Now we're not necessarily talking about a physical trophy right now, But whatever your goal is, right? Like that's earned in the work that you put in. It's not like, oh, okay, one it's not the it's not about the day that you step on the scale and it says a certain number. It's about all the hours of work that you put in before that ever happened. When you get that dream job, right? Yes, great, you get that dream job that one day, but that's that's sort of the trophy. Like, you earned that by all the work you put in. You didn't, like, it's not because you nailed the interview. It's because you put all the work in leading up to the interview. Looking for a killer entertainment deal? What's better than free TV? Pluto TV is the home for true crime lovers. Watch 24-7 channels of unsolved mysteries, cold case files, forensic files, and CSI, plus thousands of criminally good movies, TV shows, and documentaries all for free. No sign-ups, no fees, no contracts ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Okay, what other things? me. Fitness has taught me to develop really good habits. In order to achieve success, you have to have good habits and that's that's kind of what exercise is for me now. It's a habit. It's exercise to me is the same as taking a shower or brushing my teeth. I wouldn't skip either one of those. Um There's not a day that goes by that I don't brush my teeth. That's good hygiene. That's taking care of my body. That's taking care of my teeth, taking care of my gums. Exercise is how I take care of my heart, my lungs, my muscles, my immune system, my mental health, all of it. So why would I skip that as a part of taking care of myself? And if you stop, guys, and you really think about what I'm saying, and you start to flip the script about how you look at these things... Exercise isn't a punishment. You, you don't exercise to punish yourself. You don't do it to punish yourself for something you ate or because you feel bad about something. It's a celebration of what your body can do. It's something you should do to take care of the space that you have to live in, right? Because your body is really the only true place that you live. Like that's it. It's with you wherever you go forever and ever and ever from the day you're born till the day you die. It's the one place that you truly live. You don't pollute it. Don't let, you know, things, if you're looking at it as like a piece of land, you're not going to throw trash on your land and let the grass overgrow and, and things break down. No, you want to take care of it. You want to keep that up. That, that, that's your body. So you have to develop good habits and it doesn't have to happen overnight. And it doesn't have to be a complete 180 all at once. It could be little baby steps. And that's sort of what I learned along the way, which was just move my body. Like I said, I happen to be the person who really enjoys exercise because I think I found early on ways to make it fun for myself. So it's fun for me to dance. I really like lifting weights. That makes me feel strong. It makes me feel powerful, makes me feel like a badass. Like I feel good when I get in a good workout. And if I do a workout and it's too easy, you guys, that's one surefire way to piss me off. Like if I get a work through a workout and I'm like, oh God, that was too like I'll say like, oh God, that was too easy. And then I'm like, I feel like I need to do a little bit more. If I'm not breathing heavy, sweating, sore, tired no, I want to put in the work. Like nobody goes out there and talks about the workout that was too easy unless they're talking about it in a negative way. They're like, Oh, that was kind of easy. But everybody will go out there and talk about the ass whooping that they got, right? Like, Oh my God, that workout was so hard because it's an accomplishment that you finished it because it was so hard. Oh my God, it was so hard. And yet I got through it. That makes you feel good. That is a sense of accomplishment. Because you achieve something you overcame something you got to develop that habit of just Taking the first step and it could be a baby step go for a walk Everybody's heart is going to be something different What's hard for me might be easy for somebody else and what's what's you know, easy for me might be hard for somebody else. It's not about comparing yourself to anybody else's journey, but it's about saying, here's where I'm at. And I'm going to start forming this healthy habit, which is to move my body. The more I move my body, the more my body is going to feel better. Body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. Our bodies are made to move. So fitness really just has turned into healthy habits for me. I enjoy exercising. That's a healthy habit. I enjoy eating well. That's a healthy habit. It fuels my body for those workouts. Um, but it didn't happen overnight. Like those are all things that take time. Something else that, um, I've learned and I've probably learned it the hard way, hard way from fitness is moderation. Everything in life is good in moderation. And I will say that exercise is, does fall into that category as well. Uh, because here's the thing, when you have something you love doing, sometimes you can do it a little too much. Sometimes it's hard for me to take a full rest day like or two in a week and be like, okay, nothing hard today. And that doesn't mean I don't do anything. That doesn't mean I don't go for a walk or ride a bike with Dom or swim in the pool, but it means I don't go beat my body up every single day of the week. But there have been times where I have, especially when life's hard, because like I said, sometimes I use exercise as a way to deal with tough emotional times. So when those tough emotional times have come around and I've just been like, oh, I'm going to go in hard on my workout, get that endorphin rush, get that feel good. Cause it's like that moment in time for myself to feel good. Um, I've taken it too far. I've trained, <clears throat> excuse me, I've trained too much and then I end up injured. And that sucks worse because when you end up injured, you end up down and out for way more than a rest day or two. Uh, and I've had some pretty bad injuries in my time. I've got a bulging disc in my lower spine. <clears throat> I've had that since college. That comes from years and years of dance and pushing my body to the limits and maybe not getting the breaks that I need. Um, Probably also just part of how my body is made up. Um I've had some pretty bad hip injuries. I actually talk about one of them in in my book, Lose Weight Like Crazy, uh, about a pretty severe hip injury I had three weeks before we had to film 80-Day Obsession. And I didn't know if I was actually going to make it. I didn't know if I was going to make it on that set because it was bad. Um, So I've learned everything in moderation. And yes, pushing it is great as long as you take the flip flip side of that coin and you rest as well. And you give your body the recovery that it needs. Um, we've, we, I, I've mentioned this. I've mentioned consistency. Um, but yes, it's taught me consistency as well because you have to be consistent in order to achieve anything or to be good at anything or to get good at anything. I should say that because you guys, I've come a long way from, you know, the first time I started really like lifting weights here and there and learning how to lift weights to where I'm at now where I teach people how to train their bodies um, to be really functionally fit. So that takes consistency over time. You don't wake up one day, do one workout, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm fit. And it's taught me consistency, like I said, not just in my workouts and my nutrition, but in life. Like if you're going after a goal, any goal, work goal, um, Family goal, whatever it might be, you're going to have to be consistent in pursuing it. It can't be something you do occasionally. It has to be something you do consistently over time. And uh, I think I saw that the most, the most, or the, or like the first time I really started to learn that because I, I probably learned it with dance classes, but I was it's in a different mindset for that. But the first time I really saw ah. Uh, the impact of consistency was as a fitness competitor, which was doing those workouts, following the protocol that my coach wrote for me, eating, not just eating healthy, but eating on a nutrition plan, like one designed to fuel my body that went with my workouts. And I was I was lean. I was very lean when I started training for my fitness competitions. In fact, one of the things that we did was spend the first three months of my training trying to put a little muscle size on me because I'm naturally smaller. I'm what we call a hard gainer. It's, it's a little harder for me to put muscle mass on and to maintain it. And, uh, it was over the course of that training, that six month period where I saw just how much my consistency changed my body. And so many people would ask me, they would stop me in the gym, like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Like you look incredible. And like, what? Like, how are you eating? You must be starving. Oh, you're training for that fitness competition. And I was the exact opposite. I was, there's a lot of people out there that train for fitness competitions and they do. They basically eat so low calorie that they're like just walking around crabby and hungry and starving. Not me. I was eating more than you could ever imagine. I was eating about 22 to 2,500 calories a day, which is a lot for somebody my size. And, uh, and i was just getting lean and tight and shredded and i was full of energy so i remember like getting to competition the like the day of competition and i was listening to all these girls backstage and they were talking about how their coaches had them on like these 800 calorie diets and they just couldn't wait to go binge and blah 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 and all i kept thinking was like oh my god i've been eating so much food. Food. (laughs) If I never see steak and potatoes again, I'll be happy because I was eating like steak and potatoes like five times a day. Now, it's very small portions. Um, But I was, you know, like, and it was all part of the plan. But it, it showed me that when you're consistently fueling your body with like really healthy food, when you're consistently exercising, when you're sticking to the plan, when you're getting enough rest, you know, foam rolling and practicing the self care. It showed me what was possible because I never thought my body could look the way it looked that first time I took that stage. And that that was sort of the beginning of what ended up being like eventually 21-day fix and ultimate portion fix. So I sort of took how I learned to eat with balanced macronutrients and then I adjusted it for everyday life, not for a fitness competitor. And even, even the types of workouts that I develop, like I really think about... Consistency. Consistency is key. That's what 21 day fix is all about. You guys, 21 days to make a habit or break a bad habit. So we're working out 21 days straight. It was 30, it's 30 minutes. There's a modifier in there. So anybody and everybody can follow along. Ultimate portion fix. The nutrition plan was right there. It was put side by side with 21 day fix for a reason. So that not only would you develop the habit of exercising, you would develop the habit of eating right consistently for 21 days. And 21 days is just enough. It's a bite-sized amount where you can look at something and go, okay, I can do this for 21 days. I can do this for three weeks. And then at the end of three weeks, you see how that consistency has paid off. And you're like, well, damn, I can do it for another three weeks. And then you do it for another three weeks and you're like, oh, okay, I can do it for three more weeks. And all of a sudden this habit has formed because of your consistency. So um, that's a big one for me. The another thing, I guess, I think I've really learned from exercise. You guys, I got lessons for days, but I'm trying to give you like my top ones is uh, quality over quantity. Okay. so, yes, I do like to work out five to six days a week, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. But especially where I'm at right now, 39, about to be 40 years old this September, Life is crazy busy. Um, in the last six months, I guess I'll say last nine months, wrote a book, wrote a fitness program, <laughs> developed monthly content for the Monthly Fix, um, filmed my cooking show Fixate. We've been in quarantine at home. Like There's been so much going on. That I don't have all the time in the world for hour long two hour long two and a half hour long Like i'm not trying to train like that. Like i'm not trying to live in the gym My fitness competition days are over. I don't want to train three hours a day I want the quality of my workout to be so good that I could get in get it done and get on with my day in like 30 minutes every once in a while. I like to put in that hour long But like right now with life being as crazy as it is 30 minutes of hardcore. I love it. That's That's what 9-Week Control Freak is. That's my newest workout program coming out in uh, December 2020. But those are five days a week, so we have two rest days. They're 30-minute workouts three times a week. One day a week, the workout is about 24 minutes, and one day it's about 27 minutes. So, like, no workouts are over 30 minutes, you guys. But we get in there, and we put in quality work. Okay. We are, we are maximizing our time. That's what I love to do in any workout that I do. I want to get in there and put in quality work. I want all every rep of every squat to be quality. I'm not just trying to do like, Oh, I did 400 squats. Well, we're, we're half of them crap. Cause if half of them were crap, then they don't count. So, it's about the quality of the work that you're putting in. And I think we all learn that in a lot of different stages of our life. We learn it in our careers, we learn it in school that, you know, the quality of the work that you put in is what counts. But I've really learned it with my fitness routine that I don't I don't want to or need to be in there for hours and hours and hours at a time because it's not about the quantity, it's about what you do with the time that you have. And if you put in really good quality work, you're going to get amazing results. This is Watkins Welcome with Bridget Fettesy. I love hearing people's stories of resilience and grit. This is why I created this podcast. We are very excited to welcome Jim Gaffigan, Yasmin Mohammed, Glenn Beck, Tim Dillon, Abigail Schreier, Jeff Garland, Ayan Hirsi Ali, Sam Harris, Heather Hying, Jonah Goldberg, Ben Shapiro, Glenn Greenwald, Sarah Shahi, Colin Quinn. If there's a culture of victimhood, then let's. Tell stories of grit and survival subscribe and listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another thing fitness has taught me is just that care for yourself first. That might sound really selfish, but um doing it like over the years between a dance and fitness competitor and now being in the job that I'm in. I would say the career that I'm in, uh, where my goal is to teach people and motivate people and inspire people. It's that it's okay to care for yourself first. You hear people say all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's so true. You can't. So if you take a little time to take care of you first, one, you're setting an example for everybody around you, but also you're in a better headspace to help take care of everybody else. And let's face it, like, Nobody's doing this, this alone. There's, there's somebody, right? We have a job to do. So if you're in a better place, feeling good about yourself, feeling clear minded and all that stuff, you're going to do a better job at work. If you're a parent, maybe you're stay at home parent, you take care of you, you take that little bit of time for you. Then when the kids are going crazy and bouncing off the walls and you feel like you've made 800 meals for the day, you know, you're a short order chef, all of that, it's not going to get it's not going to get to you as much because you've taken the time for you first. Um, so that, that, that's a really big one. I've learned that over the years that sometimes I would be given a hard time about like, why are you working out? You should be doing this. You should be doing this. And I'm like, no, no, no. There's no, I should be. What I should be doing is what's best for me first so that I can do what's best for everybody else as soon as I'm done. Small little piece of time for me, so that I can give the best version of me to everybody else afterwards. Um, and I think, I think what I want to end on with, with what fitness has taught me, God, I say it all the time. Like fitness is a metaphor for life. And, and when you can do, if you can do the hard things in your workout, then you can, you prove to yourself, you can do the hard things in life. Um, But the last, and we, I already talked about that, but the last thing I want to talk about is just that if you fail to plan, then you should plan to fail. And I say that a lot about nutrition, but that's in general that fitness has taught me that, um, if I don't schedule my workouts, guys, they don't happen. People will like load my calendar up with work in a hot second. So like I plan it, I schedule it. I know when that workout is happening and I don't let anything else get scheduled during that time. That is my, my time. I plan for it. Uh, I plan for my meals. And that doesn't mean I know every single meal I'm going to eat every single day for the whole week. It means that I, I make sure my refrigerator is stocked with healthy foods, with easy options, things I can throw together quickly. Um, I don't leave the house without taking a meal with me if I know I'm going to run errands and stuff like that. Cause I never know when I might get caught up or slowed down or things like that. And, and I need it. Um, because again, my hope, my whole goal is to keep fueling my body. Um, so fitness has taught me to plan and, and, and that goes like it's bled over into all the areas of my life. I really think that I've gotten much better at planning out my entire day, my schedule, my week, because I learned it through all of my fitness stuff, through my time as a competitor, when I had to schedule those workouts in. Look, when you're working a 14-hour shift, 14-hour day as a trainer, and you have to find three hours in that day to work out, not necessarily all in a row, but you got to find three hours in that day to work out. You got to find time to eat. And you have to find time to be a mom to a four or five-year-old. Like, yeah, you better plan. Because if you don't plan, you're not getting anything done. And and then you're just going to hate life. You're going to feel like the whole day got away from you. So fail to plan, then you better plan to fail. And I don't ever plan to fail. So I'm always making sure that I am planning and scheduling. Here's the thing, you guys. This this podcast is called Let's Do Life. And, and I'm trying to do life to the best of my ability, to the healthiest way possible, there's a million other things fitness has taught me. It's taught me balance and it's taught me to appreciate, um, like I said, all the things that my body can do. Um, there, there, I could go on and on and on, but this podcast episode would go on and on and on. But just stop and think about, maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling to get into a routine. Maybe you're struggling to get back to a routine. Look at it in a different way that's what that's what I want to challenge you to do I want you to stop looking at it as I need to exercise to lose these 10 pounds I gained during quarantine who cares oh my god who cares it's not about the 10 pounds what else can it do for you what else can that workout do for you Think about all the things I just listed off and the fact that it taught me fun and discipline and financial, um, planning and, and planning through my day and how to deal with my emotions and my anxiety. And it taught me consistency and it taught me, um, it taught me good habits and it taught me to, uh, to really focus on the quality of the work. Like all these things. Think about what else what else? Stop worrying about the number on the scale. Stop worrying about the way it looks on your body and think about what else can you learn from doing the hard thing, from making the harder choice. That's what I want you to do. Okay, let's get out there and do life. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review.